Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Is your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. I'm so glad you continue to watch and listen to this program, whether by the way of radio or television around the world. Thank you so much for joining me once again this week. I have a very, very special guest on this program. We'll be talking about praying for the persecuted church. The International Day of Prayer is just around the corner, and my guest will be able to help us understand, first of all, uh, the concerns of uh, the persecuted church. But let me, before I bring in my guest here, I just want to share with you that there are places in the world where freedom of worship is non-existence. Did you know that uh, more than 260 million Christians in the top 50 countries are persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ? Open Doors Canada estimates that there are another 50 million Christians facing high levels of persecution in further 23 countries outside the top five. Church attacks are on the increase. In 2019 only, 2,983 people were, were, were killed for their faith in Jesus. In 2018, 4,305 were killed, while in 2017, 3,066 lost their lives for their faith in Jesus. My guest on today's program, Andrew Croft, Partner Engagement Director for Open Doors Canada, he's here to help us learn more about the persecuted church around the world and also encourage us to stand in the gap praying for the persecuted church around the world as well as you know participate in the upcoming international day of prayer let me tell you briefly about andrew andrew has a passion for the persecuted church which was ignited after reading a book god's smuggler while he was in middle school that passion has steadily grown over the years and has been a consistent theme in his ministry to the younger generation. Andrew has been involved in youth ministry for more than 15 years and is here on the program on Unstoppable Faith to share with us about the persecuted church. Welcome, Andrew, to the program. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for, for your time and for joining us on the broadcast. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. My name is Andrew, and uh, I'm from Canada. I work for Open Doors Canada as the Partner Engagement Director, which means I get the opportunity to speak about the persecuted church, 
across Canada, and it's a it's an awesome opportunity. At a personal level, I'm married, uh, and I have three beautiful daughters, and uh, love Jesus, and happy to be uh, serving Him in this role. I'm so glad to hear about the work that you do, and uh, you know I have a few questions that we're gonna go through, and uh, uh, I believe you'll be able to you know to help our viewers around the world understand the you know the the dangers of uh, persecution or what is going on around the world and the work that you you do now. For those who may not know what uh, what is a uh, Open Doors Canada and what Open Doors. Canada does. Could you just uh, elaborate more on that? Sure. So Open Doors Canada is part of a worldwide ministry called Open Doors. Uh, we were started in 1955 by a gentleman by the name of Brother Andrew, and he wrote a book called God Smuggler, and it was his story of smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain into communist countries, and, and that's where we began. And now Open Doors is a worldwide ministry that uh, serves persecuted Christians in more than 60 countries. Uh, we strengthen and equip them uh, through uh, Bible distribution, training, Christian community development. Uh, we provide discipleship, safe houses, trauma support, whatever we can do to help the persecuted church remain where they are and be salt and light for Jesus Christ. There is an important day coming up. That is uh, November 1st. Uh, I already mentioned uh, in the program here the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. Tell us about that day and how can, um, you know, what is it all about and how can people participate? Absolutely. So International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church is a concerted effort uh, by ministries that serve the persecuted church to get Christians around the world praying for our persecuted brothers and sisters. And so there will be Christians praying in well more than 100 countries on Sunday for our persecuted brothers and sisters. And the, uh, the, the idea of this is to have churches take uh, time in their gatherings and their services on Sunday to focus in on our persecuted brothers and sisters. And so it's an incredible day of unity across the globe where we say, you know what, we cannot forget about our family members who uh, share our faith but don't share our freedom. And you know, I was uh, uh, as I was just reading up uh, through the articles on the uh, International Open Day, uh, sorry, Open Doors uh, Canada. I began to realize how easy we have it here in Canada and in the Western uh, world, where you know at least we have the freedom to worship, we have the freedom to you know to go to church, and other people don't even have that um, you know freedom. Uh, I just want you to share. Uh, a little bit on uh, the freedom that we enjoy here and uh, how others don't get that chance before we go into our next question that I have for you. Absolutely. So as you mentioned off the top of the show, more than 260 million Christians around the world in just in the, our world watch list top 50 uh, face high levels of persecution. And if you look at the worldwide number, that's one in eight Christians face high levels of persecution. And so that persecution can mean violence, it can mean pressure. Uh, for a believer in North Korea, it, it's illegal to be a Christian. It's illegal to own a Bible. And so you hear stories of Christians who bury their Bible in, the, in their garden uh, to keep it safe and only dig it up at night to read it so that no one catches them with it. Uh, for, for a believer in North Africa, uh, coming from uh, converting from Islam 
probably means that you will lose relationship with your family. I know of a, a story of a believer there who, when he came to faith in Jesus Christ, his father uh, went to the police station and actually tried to get the police to arrest his own son simply because he had chosen to follow Jesus. And, uh, and so uh, Christians from Muslim backgrounds end up losing a lot of community connections, losing family, and uh, they're really hard hit by that. And, and so depending on where you are around the world, uh, you will, you'll find Christians who, uh, because they've begun to follow Jesus, are very isolated. They uh, don't necessarily have a lot of people who they can talk to about their faith, because if they do, it could mean uh, imprisonment, it could mean deportation, uh, it will mean certainly mean different levels of persecution caused maybe from the government, maybe from their family. And so it's, it's a really difficult situation for our brothers and sisters. And here in Canada, uh, we have the freedom to worship. We have the freedom to gather together. We have the freedom to, uh, to openly express our faith with others. And so uh, it really is a blessing that we have. And we really need to be remembering our brothers and sisters around the world. Amen. And that, and that is so important to remember those uh, who are persecuted from around the world. Now, that brings me to the other question here. I know at uh, uh, Open Door Canada, you encourage a group praying or praying in unity with a group of believers for these people. Can you talk about that a little bit as well? Sure. So, I mean, we believe in the power of prayer, as I know you do as well. And, and prayer... Uh, you know, Brother Andrew famously said that no prison wall, no border, no prison wall, nor no door is closed to you when you pray. Our prayers can go where we cannot. And, and so when we gather together, we actually unify as the body of Christ. You know, the, the Bible teaches us that there is one church, one body, that when one part suffers, we all suffer. And so when we gather together on the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church or at other times, uh, we actually show that unity uh, that we want to have with our brothers and sisters. And we often talk about uh, the persecuted church as if the persecuted church is something different than we are. But the reality is, is that there isn't two churches, the persecuted church and the church on living in freedom or on vacation. There is just one church. We're all the church of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we need to support one another. And so when we can gather in prayer, like on the International Day of Prayer, uh, it's, a, it's a powerful statement of unity. Just as Jesus, when he was praying in, in the book of John, he says, you know, he, he prays and says, God, I want them to be one as we are one. Amen. And, and so when we gather, to in prayer, gather together in prayer, we show that unity uh, with the people that we're gathering in prayer. But we actually bring unity to the church as a whole because we are praying for our brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering for their faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, it gets me to the, the next question I have for you, and that is uh, how can uh, our listeners, they are watching from around the world right now, and some of them are listening on uh, Faith FM radio right here in uh, Kitchener, Ontario. They are asking the questions, how can we get involved uh, in the International Day of Prayer? Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we have a whole set of resources designed for churches and individuals to help them to uh, pray in their services on Sunday. And if for whatever reason it doesn't work on November 1st, November 8th, November 15th, take a Sunday and focus on our persecuted family. And so if you visit www.opendoors.com, 
ca.org slash IDOP, I-D-O-P. Uh, you will find a whole, a whole, uh, whole bunch of resources that are available to you. If you're looking for individual resources, we actually just produced this brand new resource called Hope in Isolation. And it's a prayer resource that really draws on uh, that our persecuted brothers and sisters are isolated for their faith in Jesus Christ. And, you know, during COVID-19, we've all experienced some level of isolation that we hadn't experienced before. And it can actually connect us better with our brothers and sisters. And so if, if people go to opendoorca.org slash hope in isolation, then they can uh, download that resource to help them pray for our persecuted family. And so those are easy resources. Uh, we actually host a monthly prayer meeting uh, for praying for our persecuted family. And so if people are looking for additional ways to pray, they can uh, email prayer at odcan. Org, and we will sign them up to let them know about that prayer meeting. It's on the first Tuesday of every month, and it's a great time gathering with believers across Canada praying for our persecuted family. And so there's there's all kinds of other resources. I could go on for as long as you want me to, uh, but uh, those are the, some of the main ones. I think we, we're going to go expand on that. It's always good to have uh, a lot of resources so that our viewers are able to get the resources that they need. Now, uh, here is uh, one of the things, you know, with just our Canadian uh, uh, um, uh, families here. Uh, what can we do to help strengthen the persecuted church? It's another thing to pray as well, which is really good. But obviously you have uh, some other ways that uh, we can help to strengthen our persecuted uh, uh, brothers and sisters around the world in the persecuted churches around the world so that they know as a church we stand with them. How can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like I said, prayer Prayer is always the number one thing our persecuted family asks for. So pray, pray, pray. But we also believe that uh, we need to put action to our prayers. And so some of the ways that we can put action to our prayers include uh, donating. You can donate uh, to support our persecuted family. You know, one of the things that has really happened this year with COVID and the lockdowns happening in countries across the world is that our family is uh, being over, our persecuted family is being overlooked for relief aid simply because they believe in Jesus Christ. And so we're really coming alongside persecuted believers and offering food and urgent supplies. And so you can make a donation at opendoorca.org and uh, be involved in that. Uh, that's a, an easy way. A second way to, uh, to get involved uh, is to uh, educate yourself. Let you, don't let ignorance be a, a block to you praying and supporting your persecuted family. And so if you visit our website, you can download what is called the World Watch List. It's a, it's a ranking of 50, the 50 most dangerous countries to live in as a Christian. And you can download a prayer guide that will help you pray, help you know what is happening so that you can direct your prayers. And so you can say, you know what, I want to give, I want to help my persecuted family because I believe that they need to be strengthened uh, so that they can continue to serve Jesus Christ. That is so good. Now, uh, you've been, uh, you know, obviously there is uh, the youth. You've been a youth pastor for many years, and you've worked with the youth, and you continue to do that. And uh, they are watching right now. We have a good number of the younger ones watching, uh, because uh, this is for everybody. If you were to say something and to encourage the younger generation to get part in this, what is it that you could say? Uh, well, let me tell you a quick story. 
Uh, Leah Sherbu is uh, a young woman. In, in February of 2018, she was 14 years old. She was abducted by Boko Haram along with about 100 other girls. A month later, those 100 other girls were all released. Leah Sherbu was the only one who was not released because she was a Christian. And she refused to deny her faith in Jesus Christ. More than two years later, Leah Sherbu remains in captivity to Boko Haram. Uh, simply because she said, as a 14-year-old girl, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so, as a teenager, as a young person, uh, you are never too young to stand up for your faith. You are never too young to get involved with what is happening to your brothers and sisters who are your age around the world and are suffering high levels of persecution even though they're teenagers, even though they're just young people, they are facing persecution. And so I would encourage you, pray, get involved. You can uh, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Open Doors Canada, so that you can find out what is happening and you can get involved and be praying and, and making a difference for our persecuted family around the world. That is so good because, you know, we have, uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, younger ones. Uh, they would love to get involved. So if you're watching right now, I want you to go to Open Door Canada and uh, go to the website, get all those resources mm -hmm. that you need to get in order to get in, in uh, you know, to get part in what God is doing now. We're going to get back to the International Day of Prayer. Uh, I'm interested in that. I just came, you know, um, in the nation where I was born, I was born in Zambia. And I know Zambia is watching right now on ZNBC TV3. Uh, I was born in Zambia and the president of the nation declared last week uh, the, uh, the, the National Day of Prayer. And we in the diaspora, Zambians who, are, you know, who live overseas, we got all the pastors around and we had uh, this live broadcast that we started praying for Zambia. We were praying for the, you know, for the leadership. It's always good. Now, this International Day of Prayer, uh, I want to ask Brother Andrew here to see if there are prayer points that people can pick up so that they can begin to pray with your family, with your spouses, wherever you go, wherever you are in your schools. What are those prayer points, Brother Andrew, that people can pick up? Yeah, so there are, there are a ton of prayer points. You can actually visit our website, opendoorsca.org. Uh, and click on get involved in prayer. And you can download a prayer calendar, which will give you a daily prayer point. But just some uh, basic prayer points that you could be praying. Uh, the Bible teaches us in, in Hebrews 13, 3, to remember those who are in prison. And there are persecuted brothers and sisters in prison around the world uh, or in captivity. And so you could be praying for uh, young girls like Leah Sherbu. Now, unfortunately, Leah Sherbu, we, we know her story, but she is just one of many young girls who are missing have been abducted from their family away from their families uh, in countries like nigeria because of their faith in jesus christ and so you can be praying for them you can be praying for uh prisoners in countries like iran or north korea there is uh, uh lots of prisoners that you could be praying for you could be praying for uh, believers who are struggling right now because they've lost jobs because they're not getting relief aid because of lockdowns and uh and so they are uh, they need support, and so you can be praying for them. And I would I would ask you to pray for isolated believers. There are believers who are the only Christians in their communities, only Christians in their families, in their communities. 
Uh, the only Christians that they know have ever met in person is themselves. They only get to meet with people online. Uh, they don't have a brother or sister that they can sit down with and have a conversation openly about their faith in Jesus Christ. And that can be a very uh, isolated feeling and it can lead to despair. And so we want to pray hope upon our, our isolated brothers and sisters. And so uh, please, I would ask people to focus on, uh, on believers like that. Amen. Amen. And then uh, one of the other bigger thing, I think, is just uh, the donation to donate to your ministry to so that you guys are able to do what you do around the world. As an evangelist, I believe that not everybody can go. I've been in places where they bombed right after we had finished the crusade. So I understand exactly mm -hmm. uh, the work that uh, Open Doors Canada uh, uh, is doing and uh, your support to, the, to a ministry like this would be tremendous because uh, you see not everybody can go but you can go by sending uh, Open Door Canada into all these places where they are supporting to provide materials to support uh, you know to, to support these families who are facing persecution and I encourage you uh, to really go to that website you see on the screen there for Open Doors Canada donate uh, you know donate a gift to this ministry so that God can continue to do what to inspire and to encourage and to protect also those who are persecuted in these uh, places now brother Andrew I just want some um, closing remarks that uh, you can and before maybe we go there is there any testimony I love testimonies is there any testimonies I know you gave a story uh, in Nigeria of the abducted uh, 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 young lady but is there any stories that you guys you hear people email back to Open Doors Canada of uh, how your ministry is impacting these lives and encouraging these people to continue believing in Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we get all kinds of, uh, of uh, testimonies and, uh, and comments from our, uh, from our persecuted brothers. And, and the number one thing they always say is, thank you for your prayers. Amen. Thank you that people are praying. You know, I, I mean, there's lots of stories, and, and you will hear of believers who have been in prison, and when they come out in prison, in prison, they say, you know what? It was the prayers of God's people that kept me going while I was in there. Amen. And, and so uh, that's, that's a, the one thing I would always say is that people are always so thankful for their prayers. And then the other thing, you know, people are always, uh, we hear a lot of stories right now with, with the lockdowns when, when our partners deliver uh, goods, food, resources to believers who, who thought they didn't, weren't going to be able to feed their kids. And, and they're just with tears streaming down their eyes say, thank you. Thank you. I was praying to God and I didn't know where our next meal was going to come from. But because of you, uh, it has come. And so we've been hearing a lot of stories like that as well. And, uh, and so it really is making a difference. And thank you to everyone who is praying for our persecuted family, who is giving and donating. Uh, you are truly making a difference and strengthening uh, Christians where faith costs the most.
Hallelujah. And before we go here, uh, before I ask Brother Andrew for the closing remarks here, I just want to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 12. It says, uh, we are experiencing all kind of trouble, but we aren't crushed. We are confused, but we aren't depressed. We are harassed, but we aren't abandoned. That's the word I was looking for. God does not abandon us, and we are not to abandon our brothers who are facing persecution as we believe God for protection as we believe God uh, to you know to protect these families we can do something I believe in practical practical faith where we are able to support one another that is the community of believers when we stand one another because the Bible says we shall be known by what by love if we demonstrate love through giving demonstrate love through sending missionaries into these places to strengthen our persecuted brothers we are taking part in this biblical principle here that says uh, but we aren't what we are harassed but we aren't abandoned and it goes on to say we are knocked down but we aren't knocked out we always carry Jesus's death around our bodies so that Jesus life can be seen in our bodies I encourage you wherever you are watching wherever you are listening right now to write to the email that you see on there or to go to open doors Canada and uh, write them an email do whatever you can do to protect uh, these people to encourage them to continue you know following after God now brother Andrew just before we go here closing remarks what is it that you would love to say to somebody listening right now you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say something a little different right now. Uh, you know, we want you to pray. We want you to uh, give. Those are so important for supporting our persecuted brothers and sisters. But you know what? There's another thing that you can do where you are right now that will honor your brothers and sisters, and that is share your faith with someone else. You know, when our brothers and sisters are willing to share their faith, uh, even if it's gonna cut cause them persecution and harm and arrest and, uh, and difficulty. If we in our freedom uh, don't share ours, then we actually dishonor our brothers and sisters who are sharing their faith. And so I would encourage you, find someone that you can share your faith with this week and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Find somebody you can share the love of God with. And uh, that is a beautiful thing when you are able to share the goodness and the mercy and the kindness of the Lord to someone else. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith. We'll continue bringing you men and women uh, 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 on this program that will inspire you to be all that God has called you to be, as well as to practically get involved in ministry so that God can use you to bring change and transformation around the world by demonstrating the character and the nature of God through your faith. And on this Unstoppable Faith, that's what we want to do. I just want to pray before I before you go. I just declare right now the presence of God over you. I pray for the presence of the Almighty. I pray for protection for over your family and over your life in the name of Jesus. We declare today the goodness of God to overtake you in whatever you do and whatever you desire to do in Jesus' name. 
Well, folks, may the Lord bless you. Until then, shalom, shalom. All over the world, Christians are separated from family and friends, isolated because of their relationship with Jesus. At 14, Lena had to make a heart-rending choice. Lose everything she knew, including her Muslim family, to follow Jesus in Nigeria. I was very upset and surprised by my father's attitude because I knew he loved me. But he changed and now he wanted to kill me. I was angry and discouraged. I wanted to become a Christian, but I wasn't sure, because it might cost me my life. The emotional and physical suffering and isolation has only led to a greater determination by Lena to serve Jesus and to love those who have persecuted her. Czech national Peter Yasik, who serves persecuted Christians, was falsely imprisoned in Sudan. Three Sudanese believers were also arrested. During the 14 months he was detained, Peter was held in five different prisons under horrible conditions and was beaten by other prisoners because he was a Christian. But Peter never lost his hope in Jesus. When I was physically attacked, um, I was uh, experiencing the, the deepest peace in, mind, in my mind. And even though I do not even remember like the pain from uh, those beatings uh, and that moment when I was beaten with the wooden uh, stick. is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at kazumbacharles.com and share your testimony.